Exactly. I, I, my thing, I would personally, for me, I won't, would never want to travel to a country by myself. Yeah. Or in the one single person is because, like, the world is a very dark and evil place. We just like people to forget. But like, mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't. I don't want to take a chance to just get lost or something bad happens. So I like the fact to get to be in a group of my friends. I like like be a group of people that I know, and then also have fun and enjoy it with them and live in experience with them as well. So Back. it's been it's been a blessing to play rugby. Like, yeah. I think the minute I stepped on our practice field for rugby, the calling happened. Uh, an eight-year plan to be on the team. And I was in it within two years. Don't wait until you are a pro to be a pro, right? Like, I like doing something, look, stopping and learning from it. Like, it just looked like it was a heavy hit. It gets up, it's not up. You know, that's the first time I played, like, professionally. I'm making rugby money. How can I make money outside of it? And those two Scottish guys, and they said, oh, you're, um, you're here for the movie. Rugby is a sport where that's often coupled with actually having a good time. He looked at me and he says, you guys are awesome. Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to another great episode of Grow Rugby. My name is Gift Gift Time Bailu, and this is a show where we speak to people about the opportunities that they have found, created, or taken advantage of via rugby. Yo, we got an amazing guest for you today, and it's been a great week. You guys are going to love this one. This guy has been killing it online. This man is a social media guru out here dropping some mad skits while also simultaneously being out on the field, busting it up, man. You guys can see him in things like Rugby Town 7. You guys can see, could have seen him up in the D.C. area with Rocky Gorge. Now you get to see him over at Rooney, Rooney MLR, my guy, Akinola Raymond, the Nigerian, I know, I'm not doing Nigerian Nightmare because everybody just uses Nigerian Nightmare anyway, all the time, all right? We, we got more than enough Nigerian Nightmares. Man, this is, a, this is the, uh, the, the uh, you know what, I don't have a name for it, but this is Nigerian, this is sensational, this is spectacular, and this was a great, great conversation uh, with a guy who really has just become such a uh, notoriously um, this has become a, this has become a guy who has very quickly become one of the most notable people that's in this rugby community by simultaneously also being one of the most down to earth rugby people because he's a rugby person. This is what we do. So it was a great conversation. I think you guys are going to really enjoy this one. We went over a lot of things. Uh, it was a little random, but this is what we do. All right, this is that Nigerian rugby life, baby. But I hope you guys have been taking care of yourselves. I hope you guys have been enjoying the week. You know, we've, we're finally kind of back to normal. Still got to drop some stuff with the HBC Rugby Classic, but all the games are now officially up. It was great to be able to look back and see some of the great plays. Can't wait to drop out the highlights and clips like that. And now moving forward, we just have even more rugby coming up. We it, It's another great week of MLR. It's more club rugby. We're starting to see more and more development every single day, every single week. So... Hey, look, I'm not saying COVID's over, but it's nice to know that there's a horizon that's not just in sight, but it's starting to be a little bit blinding, and I, that's where I want my rugby to be. Just blind me with it. Blind me with it. 
And I want to take the time to thank everybody who has had the chance to listen, taking the time to listen to these and be able to enjoy. And please, if you guys can, tell your friends and family. Spread this thing around. We got always trying to get the best and amazing guests, people that we find legitimately interesting. And by we, I mean me, and that's what we want to do. <laughs> and please, yo, when you guys get a chance, definitely go over to YouTube.com slash Network. Please subscribe in. We are literally eight people away from getting over a thousand aka meaning that we can actually start to monetize and that means i can even produce even more content because look any little trickle works man we look we're trying to we're trying to be able to continue to build into the business we're trying to take it up to another notch like this is this is post covid rugby the era of change and culture additions so this is what we're all about doing but, guys, I'm not going to actually hold you guys too much longer. I hope you guys having a great one. And please, please enjoy the hilarious, the insightful, the great Akinola Raymond. Thing. I can't even eat right now. I was like, yo, I no, go. dude, go ahead and do that. Eat, yo, get it on. Oh, get it on. Bro, the hold on. What part of the, yo, this is casual? <laughs> no, it's so hot. Hold on, man. All right, all right. Count us down. Three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another great episode of Grow Rugby. We got another V. You know what? I'm even going to step it up one more. We got one of the biggest V's, the most important I's, and the people of the people piece. I guess that was triple P's in that. This man been doing it on TikTok. He been doing it on the pitch. This man been doing it for years. And also a Nigerian brother, Akinola Raymond. Aki. Man, thanks for coming through, brother. No problem, man. Wouldn't miss it. <laughs> Yo, look. I always love to talk about like how we first, how how I first got to know you and, and know people. But I think it's always very interesting to me. The actually the best memory I have is when we first met in person at Atlanta uh, at the Atlanta Sevens like four years ago. I think it was with the women's yeah, the women's it, tournament, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah I was coaching with Simon. Exactly. And like whenever you, we pulled up, and I know we had been friends on Facebook for a while, and of course because of toes on, and you know again Nigerianness all the way through, you know it was just like I remember seeing it, and I felt like I came in really high energy at you. It might have scared you a little bit at that moment. I wasn't sure because I was just like, Yo, Aki, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go get a picture, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I, that's yeah. At that time, I wasn't doing like social media stuff. So I was like, I was like, my mindset was like, you know, Sion's here. I want them to win. I'm like, I was speed training some of the girls and the younger girls who were there too. And yeah. then like, I didn't know. I, th- I knew you were gonna be there, but then you just came. You literally just did came. I'm like, like, I thought I had any high energy. Like, yo, <laughs> I was like, yo, I think when we met well though, we talked a little bit, and yeah, it was fun. And then we saw like the whole tournament. That tournament was was class, man. Like, like yo, it was, it was my favorite, bro. Yeah. Bro, I, I, it was, it's one part of the, the changeover to it being Las Vegas and then obviously L.A. Yeah. that I missed. It was like, I let, one, it was an easy drive for me. I mean, I, I just have to drive over. I don't got to fly. Yeah. <laughs> for us, it was like, I think it was like eight and a half. And we got in a car accident. 
Oh, damn. Well, okay. So the distance was about the same. The same. We, I had to do about eight and a half hours to get yeah. over there, too. But, you know, I, I, I didn't get the, the car accident. I didn't do the I-95. Missed out of money, bro. I missed out of money, bro. We got hit by one of those charter buses that take you to the planes. Yo. I tried to fake an injury, right? But the girls on the team, like, I can stop. I'm like, <laughs> there was a lady who came out of a, because she was in the bus. She came out in the stretcher. She was fast. She was talking, but then she, the stretcher came in. She's like this, all stretched up. Her son was next to her, like she's got the check and the bag, and that could have been us. But I've got girls on the plane. We're gonna be moral and have have ethics. See, that was a that was a Delta charter bus, bro. That was millions, bro. I was like this. My neck hurt a little bit. Like, I, he's not. His neck is fine. Like the cop like, oh, his neck is fine. Yeah, like his neck is fine. He's playing around. Like dumb, bro. Like, that's gotta give you blessing right there. You wanna walk away from the blessing? That's terrible. See, Jeez. see, that, that that was gonna be that was gonna be the uh, uh, that uh, what you call it Morgan uh, what you call it Morgan Walmart money kind of thing. <laughs> Tracy Morgan out. money. Yeah. That was Tracy yeah. Morgan money. Oh, on the line. ten thousand racks, you know? Like facts. <laughs> gonna be like, guys, look, I'm trying to take care of our entire trip in one. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> it was a van of it was a van of seven or eight of us. All of them should have had said the next messed up. We got the bag easy. Easy. Yo. It was a rental van too. Easy, oh. bro. Man, see, that's it's, it's part of the problem. They don't want you to be great. They don't want you to be great, you know. <laughs> no, but man, like it, that, that, it, it's it's those it's those early days. Sometimes I always think about because you know it's it's been this weird process of growth. I think that we've all had in this rugby game, and whether it's been on the pitch, off the pitch. But just watching it across the board, but you still have these wild stories that I don't feel like you can have the same affect now like you could no. five years ago, ten years ago, which is kind of wild considering it doesn't seem like that much time. Yeah, man, it's it's it is weird. Like even even alone, just the way rugby has changed for, so I should say like the people of color in general. Right. From my time, I was like seventeen when I first first started playing men's league, and then now I'm twenty now I'm twenty seven, so ten years. <laughs> 10, 11 years, this changed so much. Like, you see, like, one black guy on the team. Right. And you play with an old team full of black people and old blue. Bro. Like, it's, in the 10 years, like, it's wild. Wild. Look, I, it, it is, that is one thing that I, I can definitely say for sure has been one of the biggest ones. And it was how much it spread. Because I even remember with my team, I think we, we, we had, there was a max of three, including myself, that played at one, any, any one time. And we really never actually played at one time. It was always like one dude who was always traveling. The other one was just about to retire. And then it was like me just in there. So you're just like in this rotation. And then, yeah, no, literally, literally, I want to say like after 2015, 2016, it started like increasing uh, incrementally. I think it was the CRCs that, that made it become that way because more people have be, been able to be on TV and seven has more of emphasis and so, like, more people are training in sevens, training in a higher, young, younger age in high school. Then all of a sudden, like, they get to college, want to play 15s. Right. And, like, some of the schools translate, some of the players translate as well. Like, we get a Jihad, we get a Christian Adams, uh, we get a DeMonte Noble, um, who are seven stars, but also become 15 stars. Like, DeMonte right now is playing for uh, D.C. Old Glory. As yeah. Old Glory, as a, as a starting <laughs> winger. Like, that's what you want to see. Christian Adams was, would have been the starting 12 if he was able to make the practice. He says work. He has, like, a full-time, great-paying job. Right. Um, a social worker in Boston, and if you made practice, be a starting for the New England Jets right now as a twelve or thirteen. So it's, it's great, and that's that's another one of those places where you go. Even though it's it's not happening now, I, it, it now feels feasible that at some point in time, maybe it could be five, ten years down the line, it'll be a point where hopefully people can make rugby money just by itself. 
and and not be worrying about these added 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 jobs that take away the choice of being able to commit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it will be coming along fairly soon, I hope, like the next five years, maybe ten. Um, but also, like because of social media now, you can always add social media into your regimen. Like when you're practicing, when you go to the gym, vlogging. Like people don't understand the power of vlogging. Like vlogging is like people want to experience another experience with somebody else that they can't right. live. So they see their favorite player in a rugby thing. Oh, this is how he lives his life. Oh, I'm gonna see what I can do to mirror it. Like that's another way players could make money on the side if they're not scared to show themselves or the practice or the, how they practice. Dude, you're speaking facts on that. You're speaking facts, and. As let's let's before we get into it, because obviously this works so much into into your story and so much of what you've been doing. But, you know, as with any superhero, I always like to get their origin story. So I'm going to ask you, as I do with everybody else, and you kind of already mentioned a little bit, but we're going to keep going in with a little bit of a deeper dive. How did you get into rugby, my brother? (laughs) So uh, it was I think it was like I saw it on TV. I was like, I think I was in either a freshman in high school in the fall or uh, my eighth grade year in the summer. I saw Phaedra uh, Knight making a girl into a right player on um, Made. So like, oh, this sport looks pretty cool. Like this is, <laughs> my high school has it. I hope I play. Right. All of a sudden football season is over for my freshman year. And I hear um, rugby practice um, tonight. Uh, come here if you're interested on the intercom. I'm like, what? <laughs> I went. All of a sudden, I went. It's a bunch of like the dude, like seniors and sophomores. They're watching the World Cup. I'm like, oh, that's wild. That's wild. That's that's rugby cool. It's when like uh, Taco Neguenia scored the try against like South Africa. Yeah, the, the, the one watched, scored. The one scored. The that one scored. <laughs> and that like and watching that it was like because he's I didn't know. Finally, was African. Like wow, an African person playing for USA from like I'm like, I would love to do that one day. And then like just watched the way he ran and and at the time I was like very fast. So, like all right, I could definitely play. Got into it. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know you didn't just say at the time I was very fast, as if you weren't very fast now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I continue nah. to be very fast. <laughs> I continue to be very, yeah. I was, like, I was like, cool, I, I, could definitely, I could definitely do this. And then I got into it. Our high schools, our high school was not the best. We blew, I think we lost every game because we were a public school. We right. practiced twice a year. Again, we like, play against teams like Gonzaga. Or could, could like who cool, practice like three four times a week, and like they're made of, they are a rugby school, so it was uh, frustrating um, to lose. But I learned how to lose. Like, I'm doing it every year, but I learned how to lose. I learned how to get better. I went to the academies that Gonzaga would host. Played with Gonzaga for for uh, one of their sevens tournaments. Played with Maryland Exiles um, U19. Yeah. Um, the I was playing 13 at the time, and I was playing 10 for my high school. Because uh, I was the best 10 at the time for my high school. And I was playing 13 for, like, my academy teams or Gonzaga or Merlin Exiles. Um, became a high school All-American because of um, the, the coach from Gonzaga said, hey, this is a guy you should look at. Went to the play the sevens in Vegas 2012. Met some, met some great kids. <laughs> met some beasts. I, like, I thought I was, like, I thought I was, like, I was, like, good. To me, like, kids were, like, okay, these kids are good. And also, they're just bigger than I am. This is right? crazy. <laughs> like okay, okay, so 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 everybody got speed like this. I, know, I, 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 I like I had to speed. I like I just I had to speed. I was like these guys had like I didn't know how to step. Yeah, I didn't know how to step. 
So I'm like, all these like poly kids, like, the first time I seen a Polynesian besides the one that lived near me, at least if I see multiple, like, oh, they all can do that. That's right. Wild. So I'm watching them in practice step, and I'm like, I got to learn how to do this. So, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, was, it was wild. It was, it was really pretty cool. Then after that, because of my high school American, I got to play for this men's team it's called Maryland Exiles men's team, who mm-hmm. are now the Potomac Exiles now, the Murphy Pack. Um, Pack was a former Super League team um, back in the day. But they merged, and I played there, had so much fun. Um, I was very scrawny. Uh, I still ran pretty scrawny, but I was, like, very scrawny at the time, so I didn't understand why I wasn't, like, starting until I realized, like, okay, I don't look like I can make these tackles right now. Right. And so I was trying to build up on my size. just wasn't working. Um, I was, like, probably still, like, 17, 19, 18, 19. Then I played for Rocky Gorge uh, the next year. I played with Ben Sima because Ben Sima and me went to the same college. And he went, to, he went to Gonzaga, so he was going to Rocky Gorge. Like, you know what? He's gone. I'm leaving too. <laughs> I'm going to play with this kid. I don't know what I mean. You got the golden boot. I'm gone. You know what I mean? His brother, um, Matias, Matias like, also went to um, University of Maryland as a guy I played with before as well. And when they – because he played for Puzzle Exiles, but they both left because of, like, some issues uh. with, the, with the coaching and stuff. And so, like – and I'm like, yo, these are my boys, like, Yo, I'm going to hold down yeah. for him. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have loyalty to a team, but, you know, I got loyalty to my boys, too. You know? <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, then, you know, made a good run in, to, in playoffs. We lost to Old Blue um, in, I think, the semifinal. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, so from then on, it was like, all right, cool. We played sevens. Rocky Gorge never had a sevens team like that before, so like it was weird. So I tried to make the sevens team, and we were we were, we were competitive. We lost. I mean, we won. We won. We got second place on the first tournament. We got first on the second. We got fifth on the fourth, which thought that messed us up, bro. That wow. and that was like everything that went wrong went wrong that day. Like everybody had the case of butterfingers, bro. It was bad. It was so bad. I'm and, like, you know, it's, it's those situations where you, you just – there's not a control. You, you can't even go out of it being like, okay, man, what could I have done? But it's just like, look, it, like, it all just went to shit. Like, some, yeah, it's just we, one of those days. Yeah, we were we were the best or second-best team in our conference. But that, that game made you it all for us. You guys were the worst team. Yeah, <laughs> last, the last tournament, we had to win it to get in. So we're going right. in. The first game, we had six players. All the players are late because we're driving. So we, we played with six. The thing is, we played against Baltimore. They had six, too. So we're like, all right, let's go. We won that game. We get to the semifinal. We played Nova. This one, Nova had Conway Smith, like one of the old Falcons uh, speedsters. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm just going to go on Conroy, and I'm going to shut him down. If you guys played the I'm not leaving Conroy. I'm just going to focus on Conroy. That's it, period. And then all of a sudden, we beat them. All of a sudden, we get, go against Schuylkill. Um in the final, like, all right, we win this game, we go to we go to Nationals. <laughs> and I think we, we were tied all of a sudden last minute. I think there was a there was a kick and chase. I, I didn't see it coming, but it was wild. I didn't see it. Like they that was they scored a nice try that day for a win. But that like we didn't have enough points to go into the final. We had only took two teams and like we were down by literally a point behind the standings. Right. That fifth place loss. Then from then on I moved to Boston. Um Ex-girlfriend was going to MIT, so like, you know, when she went to MIT, I'm just going to go to Boston too. Played there for three years. Um, went, got third in national championship, um, 2018. Mm-hmm. Then got, yeah, got third place. Um, it felt bad. Like the semifinals before that, when we got the fifth place game, I mean the the semifinal game was a roller coaster. I remember, like we were down 17-0 before that. Like 
two, like one minute before the half, I subbed in, scored, uh, passed the ball to Jared, scored a try. Then all of a sudden, it's seven to 17. I made like three defensive efforts. I pushed the ball once, made a guy, knocked the ball on. All of a sudden, Chris Frazier is down the line, try, game over, be winning. That was the best feeling of my life. I was like, my plan was after that seventh season to move to yeah. New York, to move to New York. But the fact that we lost the third place against um, the guys who won, um, the Bulldogs, New Haven, no, my Bulldogs from Colorado. Kevin, I know you, yeah. Yeah, so we lost to them. I got a yellow card for a high tackle, which was oh, that sucks. Yeah, the dude, the dude was my size. I was like, I was watching him, <laughs> and all of a sudden he ducked. Oh, I'm he like, went down. Right. Yeah, I'm like ducking is no one should ever duck. It's not like I had him placed and he ducked and like and we're the same size, so he so, ducked. And he's like, no, no, to me. But that's you know, and it always sucks in those situations because of the fact that you're just like, look, I'm trying to get the wrap up, and all you're just doing is you're, it just looks like yeah. you're wrapping over it here. So, like, so I, I guess I like bear hug his neck. <laughs> So I'm like, I'm like, I look, I look down, like, damn, I'm about to get in trouble for this one. All of a sudden, whistle, yellow, I'm like, damn. And then we lose that game. Like we could have came back. That one should not happen the first. They didn't get the yellow. I think we would have won. And then we would have won the we would have won the tournament because like Conroy was playing for um, Belmont Shore. So I'm like, uh, all right, all right, no. If I'm sure it's like plan was to give the car with this piece, so like my plan was, you know what to do with it. You got I, this. Last time, yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready for you. I, I play speedsters. I'm ready for you, bro. Let's let's go. So, but we so we watched we watched them play. Watched the Bulldogs play. Belmont show We just like, damn, we could have won a national championship. <laughs> That's the part that always hurts. Whenever you go, like, I know we could have taken that team. This was a we, we whatever happened over here was this was the flub. But that was a team that we were gonna do. Yeah, and for me, like, that summer I was planning on moving to New York. But then yeah. getting third place, getting, like, I, wanted, I didn't expect to get so high. So you wanted to run it back? Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to run it back again. But high side should move to New York because, like, New York got third. I, I thought it would have been a missing piece to get the national championship <laughs> that year. But I, but I stayed because, like, my friends were there. And right. I felt like missing things were missing. But I just had, to, like, the, my last year at Mystic was, like, one of the worst toxic years I ever had. Hey guys, I just want to take a quick moment to talk to you about the Rugby Outlet Mall. Now, I know you guys have heard me talk about this many times in the show before, typically in the intro, but I wanted to really make sure to get your focus on it because the Rugby Outlet Mall is not just the commerce hub for gift time rugby, but it is an area where we want to be able to create the movement and the symbolic elements that add to the movement. The Rugby Outlet Mall is here so that we can have something that not just to have for the field, but more importantly to be able to have as a regular lifestyle. Because as you know, rugby is not just a sport. It's a whole way of life. It is a movement. And we have everything moving from cultural to your pop culture items like our Rugby Zon shirts or and sweaters, uh, sweaters as well as representing for the culture as we continue to develop the HBCU rugby classic and we want to continue to support these things because it only grows the sport overall we are continually growing to be able to make sure that we're connecting with you on a personal level as well as a rugby love and for you guys that are listening to the podcast and listening to this show want to let you know that you are going to get 20% off all gear that is under the category of Gift Time Rugby Network and the HBCU Rugby Classic. That is basically the entire store. And all you need to use is promo code GROWRUGBY, G-R-E-A-U-X RUGBY. And with that, you guys will get 20% off any clothing that is in 
the store as of right now. And of course, we're always building up more and more each time. But we want to make sure that you are able to symbolize your rugby faithfulness to the rest of the world and let them know that there is an opportunity to be able to develop, to grow, and to get better each and every time in this sport. So guys, I hope you guys check it out. Definitely go and you guys can go to www.rugbyoutletmall.com. That is rugbyoutletmall.com. Guys, you're not going to want to miss one bit of this. Now let's get back to it. Um, um, that I, I just, after that, after that year was in, I was, I was, I was gone. I like moved to New York springtime. I like I was out of there by the spring. Um, so that was, just, that was just this 2020, right? 2019. 2019. Like 2019. Okay. I, so 2019. So I played. Oh, 2020. This March was when I oh. got, officially moved to New York. But I, I, that that. Oh my God! I never wanted. Like I wanted. To, I wanted to retire from rugby. I was just like done. I remember seeing I mean, that. I remember you talking about that. Like I thought it was. I, th- I remember. Even, I think I even posted. I was like, Yo, I. It's 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 gonna be a loss. But you know, you, you do what you got to do. But man, it would it would have been odd. Yeah. Odd. It was, it was, yeah. It was compounding stuff. Um. That just, you know, I never like I never felt so down before from rugby, like just from from what you know a coach is doing or right. saying, and like or like the one. Okay, this is one moment that made me really pissed off. I should have left early. That's why I want to move the first time to New York. Right. Was there's this guy named Spoonie, great great guy, nothing against him. He's new to rugby, 29 right. years old, speedster. New to, again, he's new to rugby, so he doesn't know like the proper the positions. In and out, the new yeah, so, but he can take so, the ball, he can go. That's basically Yeah, it. yeah. I'm 25 years old. I know the nuances of rugby. Like, you want to see right. Easter guy? Cool. But I know how to play defense. I know how to ruck and counter ruck. And our coach will start, like, instead of him letting him learn the game and put him on B side, the coach will start him in games. And, like, I'm just like, why? So, like, so he's brought in, out of position there. And then, like, okay, he doesn't he get penalties because, like, his. Not not releasing, not rolling away, coming out of the side, and again, like we have to win. And I'm just like, he's 29, I'm 25. Like you, like you have me, you have me. I'm younger, and right. and like I've been seeing him put like other players who who are, who are gone. I say for three years, there'll be players right. who's coming for a season, gone next year, and I'm like trying to. It's your turn. Like, it, it, yeah, like it's, to... yeah. I'm like, I, it's my turn. Like, why next guy come in? All right, no, you're not in. Next guy come in. All right, you're not in. And like three years of doing this back and forth stuff. And like, tell it, tell me, what do you want for me to do? The coach doesn't tell me what he wants me to do. Like, tell me what you want for me, and I'll develop. There was a right. time where I was going to, for Tiger for Vegas Sevens. I was trained for Tiger. I got from one sixty to one eighty. Right. And just for just for that tournament, I just got big, but I was still fast. And they came back and turned me. Coach, like, I like this, cool. And, and like, that's what you want me to get big. Just say that. Like, I would have done that a while ago. Right. But and then like, just just didn't tell me what he wanted for me. And that's like three years of my time there. Like, I'm not developing at all. I'm the same. I came in the same, left the same. Then, like the last year, was like the final straw. We had another coach who's like, he. We had some games where it, it's. I want to. I would rather play D two just to, to play. No, okay. he's like, no, no. You come to D one team because D one team is happening in New York. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. I'm gonna waste my weekend. Um, sure. Um, we're we're winning this game. Like I'm like looking at him. Like you're gonna sub me in. He's he slaps my face. Right. I'm like, and the last time I played about something in, and the game is over. Like, no time to get in. I was like, and you didn't even, you didn't, like, why did you bring me here if you're yeah, not like, even using I'm like, me? yeah, going last, my, like, last my face. And then the next week, the next week, I'm like asking to sub in, and he's like, because the wing is, our wing is getting tired. I'm like, let right. me sub in. And he's like, nah, nah, don't worry about it. Wing gets injured, shatters his leg. 
And all of a sudden, now, now I'm forced. Now I'm forced in. I go in there and make a tackle. Like they, they lose the ball possession. We win the game. So I'm like, right. all right. Now, like he has to like put me in it this time. And I told him what I told him what he did that how it affected me. Like when he laughed in my face last time about it. He said, "Oh, I'm sorry. Apologize." The final game of the season, like home game, um, we're playing against Old Blue. Uh, mm. We won that game. I'm like, I'm trying to get subbed in because like we're like we're winning handily. Like, all right, I'm gonna get subbed in. He laughs in my face again about subbing in. And that's like, you know what? I'm done, bro. Because it's disrespectful like, now. Yeah, like, you, like, yeah, you, you, you at least yeah. talked about it. Like, this, this. Yeah, so like, let, you know, it's, it's, oh, my God. It's, let me ask this. Do you, and, 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 and don't mind, and, and forgive me, because I'm probably rolled this back a little bit, but do you always, do you feel like a lot of it comes from an underestimation because of size? Because, or do you feel like it's just, like what? What do you think might be doing? Because there's nobody who can deny that you you're impactful on the field and you're effective on the field. We've seen it whether it's in uh, rugby town, whether we've seen it in championship games. I remember way back when, even seeing it uh, during uh, USA, even in, in any sevens games, we've been able to see. So nobody can deny one-on-one talent. So like, do you feel like what? What do you feel has always been the or continually comes up to be the 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 pullback? It, it has it probably the one thing I can say is probably the, my attitude. I'm, I'm a very goofy person in practice. I'm goofy. Mm-hmm. Like I do the drills, but after like I'm done the drills, like I'm like you know happy go lucky. That makes me play better when I'm when right. I'm like happy go lucky. I play my best. Like every the best the reason why you see me playing good at traveling teams because like I get to be you. happy go lucky and like right. you're goofing on the field and off in the game time. I'm there. You know I'm right. switched on the play. There's times like I'll switch like if there's a guy like I know and I just made the tackles or whistle. I'll goof. I'll switch off. Take a shoe off or something untied as a joke around, but I'm, I'm back. I'm there to I'm there to win. Right. And that's about it. I'm not disrespectful. I the only time I, t- I only talk back once is that's because the coach got my name wrong with Adnan. Like you know Adnan. <laughs> so they call they call Addy they call Adnan Addy, which rhymes with Aki. So right. the coach will say, Addy, move back. I'm like I'm saying still, Addy, move back. I'm saying who's still. Addy? He's like, I'm, like, I'm not yeah. Addy. Who are you he's talking just, to? He's just Aki, move back. Like. Or did I move back? He said, no, I can move back. Like, I'm Aki. And then I'm screaming at him while the, the ball is in the air coming in. And like, <laughs> like you want to, like, get my name right or you know, call me something else. <laughs> one, the, one of the most quintessential African problems in the U.S. of getting the name. I, I, know, I don't know how many times, even whenever people would just call me ba- a Bailey, which is one thing why I always told people, just call me Gift. Like, just save me the trouble of having to correct it. I'm, a, I'm just going to call myself AK from now on, bro. <laughs> I'm a weapon from now on. And also, big shout out. I want to give a shout out to Adnan, bro. That's one of the, one of the, oh my God, I love that guy, bro. One Yo. of the best players. Like, most underrated player of all time. He's, whew, he's good, bro. That's a good player right there, man. Dude, I love it. I love it. So, okay. So, I, I there's some things kind of want to be able to pull from this. So, one thing that you had said earlier was uh, at the time, whenever we first had met in person, was, you were in that sense of of quietness, you know. You you kind of keep it chill. You, in terms of like present initial presentation, obviously be lucky, happy go lucky, but quietness. Do you feel that the incidence of feeling that being able to be goofy has always has been something that you've dealt with from before, and then it's always kind of been like smack down, and then it's like it forces that attitude, and now it impacts how you were how people perceive you on the field, and or. Oh, when people see me on the field, like they, 
Again, when they play against me, they know like you can see one thing. Okay, he's fast and he can run. So like they right. like they know like I'm not to be messed with. Like right, yeah, nobody's gonna underestimate time, the athletic yeah. ability. Yeah, but at the same time, they like they're gonna know like all right, he's never gonna be malicious. He's gonna be a good guy. He's gonna play the game, and that's like and that's like a lot of people who play with me or against you can say like he's gonna play the game to the, his best. You may make a mistake, but like he'll make up for it. And, right, you know. Uh, I'm very like even when I like we're losing we're against somebody like I always try like you know say some funny good things like hey man good tell oh, man you almost got me like you almost got me this time like <laughs> like I would see some stuff like that like I, I think I think my play has never been considered nasty negative this is like right. all right he's he plays hard like after the post game matches when you know you slap an ass like oh man good game like you were fast out there like you scared me like everybody says stuff like that so I know I'm I'm respected by other players like um and co- oh, most coaches too yeah most okay. coaches too like all the all-star coaches who had me um, on my right. team um but in the, the actual old- team element whenever it's actually in the league games because everything all those incidents are momentary you yeah. know all-star teams momentary uh travel teams momentary but whenever it comes down to the actual game like do you think like coaches slowly just wear out or they just don't realize or they just the con- conceptually aren't understanding like yo this is me not it's not me not being serious it's just me enjoying the moment yeah. and just being able to take it because it's supposed to be fun as much as it is practice yeah that's again that's gonna be on the coach and because like that's gonna be on the coach because i'm playing to have fun and to play my best right. and it's your job as a coach to get the best out of me um if you can't do that it's your job i'm i'm gonna give you my best right if, if you allow me to be my best if you can't do that, that's not on me. That's on you for not allowing me to be my best. Right. At the same time, like there's there's times where I should like I now I know there's times where I should be serious, like more serious, overly serious, overly pay attention, quiet. And I know I I, I get older, you know that now. That's age, that's an age thing. Right. Like, it's it's no, it comes it, with it time and experience. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. Like if, if I knew this, like when I if I known this when I was like younger, I'd be a beast. But again, <laughs> like everybody says everybody will say that. Everybody will say that. But things like Nobody has coached me about that. He just got mad, didn't say anything, and I go on about my day doing the same thing, not knowing what's wrong, what I should change. Right. And then I you go, know. yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, it's interesting, well, because one, you never know what's going to happen until you know it. You don't know until you know. So it, it, you have that element. But on the other side of it is you don't get to understand the depth of what you of, – of, of how to be effective – until you know even sometimes worth, which is where the experience comes into it. So I, it makes sense. I, 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 I'm one who's – I've never been a big fan of authority figures, so I, I always have a tendency to pull back a little bit whenever people yeah. do it. So I know for me it took a while to be able to took, – it took time for me to, to, to allow people to, um, to talk to me, I guess might be the yeah. nicest way of saying it. But it, you know, and I still to this day will always say, look, I either don't work for you. I don't coach under you. I am just coaching. I am. I am. You are in a role that right now is needed to help guide into this direction. And or I work with you. I don't yeah. work for. I just work with. I'll, I'll say this, man. As a Nigerian boy, you know, we got beat when we we're bad. And I was a really bad kid. So True. <laughs> I, I have a I have I'm a. I have high functioning anxiety, so I work well with the like when I'm under pressure. You're gonna get the this best. Is where you're going? Like, yeah, that's what I'm like. Oh, well, we losing, we down. I'm not. I don't. So I don't get stressed in like stressful situations, like because I'm like really like I'm just like stressful situations where I thrive my best. You know what I mean? Facts. We're down by a lot. All right, bet, put me in. I'm gonna do my best to make sure it doesn't look as bad. 
I love I love stressful situations. No, nah, that's true. You know, I never even thought about it like that. I I usually always just been like, all right, you know, this is just I just I'm numb to it. Like this is just part of it. But you know, I I never really actually think that that it's also probably part of that Nigerian upbringing where you just start to get yeah get the pressure. Like it's look look for those who don't really understand, it, it, it can be. It can be good or bad, but I think overall, like, there's a direction and a purpose, even if it's not always executed in the best way. But there was a direction and a purpose that you end up getting out of it that you 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 learn later on uh, how to deal with strife. Yeah. You know. So for you, okay, so for me, whenever I started playing, my parents had no clue what was going on. And to this day, they still are like, what do you do with this rugby thing in the sport? And obviously – what did we do with schooling that we made this even worth it for you? You know, whenever you started playing, especially when you, cause you did it in high school, I, I was at least out of college when I started. So, I mean, it didn't really actually help anything, but you know, with your parents, with, with your parents or with your mom specifically, like what was, what was her reaction to all this? So the first time I played, I think I got a concussion. I don't think I was concussed. It was cold outside and I couldn't get up because my hands were numb. But my coach had a concussion. I was like, I'm like, I'm shivering. I'm like, I'm cold. So my coach had to drive me home and tell my mom you sent a concussion. And my mom like, and my aunt's there too. Like my mom, like, I'm like, ah, he's not pinning again. Not my son. No, not my only my first son. So I couldn't play for like a week and a half. Like, no, I started just would sneak out and keep playing. Of course, and make sure I did not get concussed. And all of a sudden, like, I remember I got my my mail to become a high school American. Like, and I had to travel to Vegas. So I just yeah. showed my mom at the time, like, hey, mom, mom. Here's this. I need. I'm going to Vegas, but the flight's free. Like, right. you're still playing. You're like, you're still playing. Like, yeah. It just happens. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so she had to come to one of my games. She watched one and never came ever again because she just saw me getting hit. And, and she just like, like, I cannot watch just, myself get teased. I, 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 I have a mother. I'm not watching you get hit. Huh? You can play, but I'm not going to be there. Like, all right, cool. So my mom only been to one of my brothers. Like, my both my little brothers play football as well. So right. She went to one of the games when, like, when, from the school they would go to. And then she's like, you stop because you can't go with it. She said, I'll support the first game, but I ain't support anything else. So I can't watch <laughs> you get, get, get tackled or tackle people. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was wild. I mean, luckily, thank God, I haven't been, like, seriously concussed like that or seriously concussed. I only got, like, one back concussion afterwards. And that was like after like hour out the house, so right. That was like you know, dude. I mean, look, it's it, it's it's one of those situations where a hey, one at least she came to a game that I give all the credit. That's 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 that day my life. That's right. day my life, bro. I was like, I played hard. Bro. I played hard too. We, we, we won that game like fire. Bro. We won that game. You were gonna know there was a purpose to his. I, I mean, business with this mom. <laughs> oh. Man, but was she even the same? Well, she said you said for your brothers, was she the same with you whenever you were doing it with football as well? Like one game, be done. Uh, she she like so my dad my dad was with us at the time. He didn't want to play football, so I would just sneak in to play. So she never knew I was playing football. Yo, the sneaking. Yeah, the one yeah the one time That's a Maryland kid man. Yeah, so my dad was like against it at the time. So like one time I bring my pads, I had to bring my pads home. Yeah, so I had my pads and my dad saw like what are these? Like oh my friend left them over here, so I can buy for him because he has to go somewhere. And like he followed me to school because I had to go to practice in the morning. Yo. And he's like watching me, like, all right, man, you're done. <laughs> and then luckily he left because like we all got to play football after that. But like, if he would have stayed with the family, like none of us, like none of my brothers went to college for free. So that would be right. bad. 
man. What did they say? With every with every dark cloud is a silver lining. Yeah, man. <laughs> I I'm not mad. I, I'm not mad at him. He just I understand. He just when he gets hurt. Football is a yeah. very dangerous kind of sport. He wanted to play soccer. I hated soccer. Right. And also, you're not going to college for soccer unless you play for a club that pays money. And my dad was going to do that or study <laughs> that at all. And you know. It is what it is. What it, yeah, it is what it is. Where things worked out well. Um, yeah, that's all that matters. So I think after that, true story. So okay, so you did all. You, you were able to get into the All Star High School All American. So I was wondering, whenever you were starting out playing rugby, how much did you travel beforehand? Because once you started playing with touring squads, you know you start going all over the place, going over the states. But prior to that, for you, were, were you traveling a lot? Um, you know, what what was the situation like? So in high school. Most of, like we like we play other counties, so like we're just going across the county in Maryland. Like, like the most, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> the longest drive we'd ever have that was in state was about like you know three four hours. Right. But then it go to then it become like you know like after states we like uh, regionals. That ride was like eight hour ride. Right. Uh, to play like a uh, Pennsylvania team. Uh, I think you. And I know that's like a long trip for you guys over in the Northeast. Like anything over four hours seems like it's like a day and a half. Like a real, and we're we're down here. We're just like eight hours. Like that's that's normal. Bro, that's an like, hour. I'm letting you know right now. Four hour drive breeze, bro. Right. I, that's a that's a four hour drive. That's not far. I tell you, it's not far. Yeah, it's not far. Like that's great. Eight hours. Eight hour drive now. Like the first time I, I drove from DC to Boston it was like nine mm-hmm. hours. That felt so long. Now because I live in Boston, going to New York. And going to DC like eight hours. All right, I'm just gonna lay down here, read a book, wake up. Oh, we here, sweet, <laughs> dude. That's what. I, look, look. My biggest thing is whenever it comes to any travel like that, if I'm not driving, yo, let me just go to sleep. Hey, time travel. Let me just go to sleep. There's no. Re- I, take, I can go to I sleep. Take I take Benadryl. You're like go. Pass nope, out. Gone. So and just by the time you wake up, you're just like, yo, what has it been? Have we been going anywhere? You're almost there. We're good. Oh. Four hour drives to me now just like cake, like cakewalk, man. Right. Low four. Like then just like you just think about a lot, like. Hey everybody, this is just the break train sitting out a personal little video diary to all you people out there where I am going to document me riding most of the way between Singapore and Tokyo for the 2019 Rugby World Cup. Number one is because um, it's part of my business, I do Rugby Lovers Guide to Asia. Number two is I want to bring a lot of exposure to the to the rugby clubs and the rugby NGOs and charities. Also, on a personal level, I just want to break uh, the funk off kind of felt I've been into for the last 10 years. So for the next 12 months, I poured myself into the Singapore to Tokyo campaign, but it still wasn't enough. I needed help, and it came from Louisiana. We in Singapore, baby! Gift from Gift Time Rugby USA is an extroverted tour de force. Say hi to my people out there. Which makes up for my um, social shortcomings. This place is unbelievable. Oh! It's not just it's like What's he supposed to do? Morons, a bunch of morons. Guys, picture with me. Picture, Australian. G'day mate, can you use my phone? But what unites us is a hunger for adventure. After KL, Kuala Lumpur. Yeah! Gift, where are we? We're in Vietnam! Mount Fuji, baby! Our love of Asian rugby culture. One, two, three, seconds! Yeah! 
is starting to develop here in Cambodia for women as well. And allows us to overcome incredible, incredible obstacles. It's just got so thick. It's just so thick here. Now it's pouring down rain again. But coming to this Thai-Cambodia border has renewed all the aggression. So the whole thing has gone buggered. I got hit. What? I got Thailanded by a motorbike. I can just feel that knee, that ankle just going in all the wrong directions under the weight of my body. But that doesn't compare to the pain of, of failure. I'm dying. Oh, I'm dying. And that's what I've been worried about this whole time. We're out here, we're running out of energy, we're running out of money, and we're feeling isolated. And yet at that critical moment, friends, family, sometimes complete strangers, come on board. Before you know it, we're back in the game. Tokyo, here we come. Making a comeback. Four weeks, 2,300 miles. Five countries! After all the trials and tribulations, this ride had become deeply personal. All that mattered now was getting to that Rugby World Cup game in Tokyo. Yeah, buddy. All right. Be easy. Go check out redearthfilms.vhx.tv to get your copy of Singapore to Tokyo any way we can. That's redearthfilms.vhx.tv. But, but basically, you know, it had always been somewhat local. By the way, I just quick side. I didn't realize because this goes to the closest of the Nigerian community. You know, my cousin Jojo Ukru. We played football together in high school, <laughs> and we played rugby too. We played rugby too. Ah, he did. I, knew, I, I remember he he did a little bit. Yeah, for one year, bro. bro I, dude. Was recording, I was recording the football team that year. I thought like, oh, we got this. We played that time. Jojo, yeah, Jojo went to uh, he went to Towson after. Yep. I think I don't know where his little brother went. I can't remember, and it's sad. I don't even know where my own cousins went to, to school. At. I I, th- I thought it was also Townsend. No, 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 it wasn't Townsend as well. But it was another. He went, to, he, went to, he went to JUCO first, and then he went to. Um, so I think he went to Townsend afterwards after he transferred. Because I could have sworn it was another black and yellow jersey that he was playing under uh, whenever he, uh, he was playing. The black football. and yellow was it was his brother. His brother played for Duval. Duval. Was oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's how I was. That's how I was. Doing. But I, I remember seeing that on Facebook. I was like, "What kind of overly close I, society?" I hated. I hated it because we were the same height, but he was one hundred eighty-five pounds in high school. I was one fifty-five. I was like, "What are you like? What is like? We're the same height. We're still the same height, but he still probably yeah. get bigger." But I was like, "If I was one eighty-five in high school, bro, I would have been lead." <laughs> just, just booking on people. Y'all, y'all Maryland people, man. This is this is all I gotta say. But yeah, so so anyway, I just I'm, I needed to get that out out of the way because I was just like, yo, this the family connection is too real. But um, but yeah, so you know, you you have this opportunity. So now that you're able to start stepping outside that range, all right, stepping outside the county range, you're able to start going across the states. Like, what does that feel? Because for me, I remember, even though I've moved around a lot. I didn't really know the U.S. Like, I there's just if you don't have a purpose to go to places, you just you yeah. don't go, right? But once I started playing rugby, it started kind of opening it up a little bit. And I think it's just started this ripple effect of me wanting to be able to travel more and more and more. Exactly. Well, facts for sure. Because, like, before football, like, we didn't, I didn't really go out this outside the state of Maryland except for, like, to, like, Richmond, Virginia. Um, right. To see family and stuff like that. 
or sometimes in New York or flying back to Nigeria. Right. But after rugby, bro, I was like going to different states that I would never think. Like I went to San Francisco, uh, Vegas. Right. Uh, and I never, like, I thought those Vegas when I was an adult. I was like 17 going to Vegas. Like I'm in Vegas. And then the next year I'm in San Francisco. Then the next year I'm in uh, a place in Texas, Florida, Miami, uh, all these places like for rugby purposes, like most of them were paid for. Then all of a sudden it started becoming overseas stuff. Then it's like Trinidad and Tobago, right. Barbados, Bermuda. Um, almost went to Cuba, but I couldn't afford the trip at the time. Sixteen hundred because you have to like you have to go to Venezuela. They have to take a boat because you can't right. fly there directly. Because like of course, because the U.S. citizen stuff. But um, yeah, so I missed that. I, I would literally love to go to Cuba. I think I was been in, like, I was eighteen years old when I went to Cuba. But it would have been great. Um, then going to like other countries like you know Dubai or um, wasn't the one. What was Dubai like? It's just hot. I mean, it's, 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 not, it's, it's not, you see nice cars, nice people. Like, right. I don't personally get it because you just, I like to drink in public. You know what right. I mean? I, I like to go, I like to get after it. You a southern boy. You a southern yeah. boy up in I Maryland. Like to, That's you know, right. You know, I, I love to get after it. So, like, day drinking, I love day drinking. Like, right. Past time sport. I mean, the, um, hat, the, the hat tells us a lot of stories right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's fun. But I, it's just, I think it's overhyped. And see, this was the other part that actually came out from that was whenever you started being able to see the truth behind the stories. Because every time you talk about it, whether it's especially when it's overseas foreign countries, like you'll see something like Dubai and people are like, yo, you must be like balling out there. Yo, everybody's just flashing like it must be the most wild parties ever just because, you know, that's what they give you on, on TV or like even when I came down to actually even better. And I always tell this story. Like when I went to Vietnam, I literally thought Vietnam was a war torn ass country. I didn't think it was like I thought it was still feeling the repercussions. And if I hadn't gone to um, uh, what is it called? Siam tents? No, it's uh, ah, Saigon tents. If I hadn't gone to Saigon tents, I never would have realized like Vietnam is like really dope like it's in place There's, it doesn't feel you wouldn't even know that there was had been a war there at at any point in time but yeah it's like, to me that's the thing with a lot of countries like you we just don't know because we live in america then you get to like wow there this is a very nice place i did not expect it to look like this like exactly i think the misconception we had because of movies a lot of these places look like dirty because like when when they when they make movies about places like mexico india or um or southern country they put like a Instead of the sky being blue, they make it like a little yellow. Right, right. Change yeah, it up. Makes, yeah. Mental. So, then when you get to you're like, I expect like. So I had a friend from Iran once. Right. And I thought Iran was disgust like a war torn country. Show me pictures. Right. Of Iran, the, like, it's the Middle like, East, man. It must yeah, be bad. You guys have grass and with flowers. <laughs> the sun looks great. You have an ocean. Like I didn't like. I was like, oh, I just thought it was like sand and desert, but no. Right. Like, because like that's the perception we have. So like to get to explore these places and go to these places, like I, I just changed the, my view on everything like gave me a different experience and like i can like see that in the stuff i do now so it's, it's pretty cool i think a lot of people should travel if they have the chance yeah man and, and i think it even to some extent it kind of put a little bit of a uh a, kind of like a governor on a lot of the personal worries because like once you start to see the expansion not because everywhere else is poor not that but it's just like you start to see how similar everything is to each, each other uh, in terms of like people and then you start to realize, for me, it was kind of just like, I would not feel my own issues. Like, if I'm, if I'm overseas, I don't feel the issues of the state as heavy. And so everything becomes like, 
all right, I'm, I have to look at this a little bit. I can be objective here because I'm not going to be feeling it for my feelings on all things. But now it's like I can just say it straight up. But you're not going to get under my skin. That's that what you just said right there. Not feeling the pressure of America when you're overseas is like a real thing. You go overseas, like all the worries are gone. You're like, you're like, this is how you live. Like, this is just a simpler, easier. Right. I love it. Like this other thing. I don't know why I was so stressed out. You come back like God. Yeah, I'm like, what? Like, feeling this again? Like, <laughs> oh shit! Here we go again. <laughs> no, it's facts though. It, it, it's absolute facts, and it, it's kind of weird. Um, in, in in the sense of 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 how it goes into the personal development from there. Just I don't know. It, it, it's one of those things. I always get interested whenever people I talk to people who have been able to have that opportunity to travel, and especially because of doing it with rugby, you're kind of doing it within this framework. That friends, like you should exactly. say, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I, my thing, I would personally, for me, I won't, would never want to travel to a country by myself, yeah, or in the one single person is because, like, the world is a very dark and evil place. We just like people to forget, but like, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to take a chance to just get lost or something bad happens. So, I like the fact that getting to be in a group of my friends, I like, like, be a group of people that I know, and then also have fun and enjoy it with them and live in the experience with them as well. So, it's been, it's been a blessing to play rugby, like. Yeah, man, dude, I, I I love it. I won't lie though. I I, I the only reason why I'm not I, I have no problem with going at least going to the country by myself, but at least having a purpose as to why I need to go there, right? Is and this is gonna sound wrong, but it is one of the few times in life where I'm like, oh, this is what privilege feels like because that American passport privilege be nice. Yeah, I'm and I'm like, look, look, I understand it, it comes with a lot. It comes with a lot of red behind it. There, there is a lot of blood to have that privilege. It's not, it's not come. But that being said, man, as a brother, it's just sometimes I'm just like, look. Oh, when they hear you're American, you're American. You're making it right. It's about you're African. Oh, you're African? No, no I'm from America. Oh, yeah. I'm African, though. Oh, no, I'm from, I'm from America. I'm from, oh, I'm from America. You know Simon? I sound American. I'm, a, I'm from New York. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> New York. Oh my God. <laughs> I used to say I'm from Boston. Like, Where's Boston? Like, ah, oh, no, it's right under New York. Oh, okay. You know where New York is? Yeah. Like, I've, I've always trying to leave. I'm thank God New Orleans has Mardi Gras because it's the only way I can ever get anybody to know what Louisiana is. Yeah. Outside of that, if I lived in literally anywhere else in the U.S., in like Alabama or something like that, nobody would know. They'd be like, Alabama? What's an Alabama? I, I, I know it's I Alabama. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> you got some history with Alabama. <laughs> I can't. I don't think I'd ever go to that state. <laughs> Well, look, you know what? I'm actually I want to tap into this as well, too, because I think it's really you you've done something that I particularly had always wanted rugby people to do because one of my biggest beliefs and one of the reasons why I got into rugby media was because rugby people suck at marketing. Like it's just and it's not even it's not even like a US thing. It it is genuinely a worldwide phenomenon on how bad rugby is at marketing and, and utilizing the sources. So whenever you started doing, like really started to drop your personality onto social media, cause I don't want to just say you started doing social media. You started dropping your personality in there uh, and it started setting the balls for it. I was like, man, this man is setting a blueprint for what needs to be done. And I've actually started to see a lot of rugby people because the, of you. The women's sevens team, I think Ilona and Harley, um, they have hundreds of thousands of followers on TikTok now. 
Yeah. Uh, especially Lana, like since women seven seem like she just posts herself with the girls and seven team doing some wild stuff. It's like people want to see that. It's entertainment. They want to be entertained. Like they're doing the, the dances. I saw that like, yes, this is what every team needs to do. Like this is right. what Rudy needs to do. Show the boys having fun as well as participating in the challenges. Like seeing it is like it's wild. I'm happy for a lot of these people. Man. So and and it has been one. I again, I look at like Nia Tapper. She started picking it up. Charity yeah. Williams started yeah. picking it up. Uh, and and even even a uh, uh, few of the men's uh, uh, Ben. Well, Ben Seema's done it as well too, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah he should cut his cut his hair off for the for the Grammy. Right. See, and that's so it it's it's it sets this precedent. So, but for you, obviously, we always knew you always know about social media, but for you. What made you decide to go ahead and start like showing yourself off like that? Um, I don't know what happened. Uh, what happened? I just, I don't know. I just didn't want to live a regular nine to five life. I just, I, just, I, I, I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I, just, I couldn't be bothered with that. So I was like, okay, what can I do? Um, I'm a little funny. I can write. Uh, let me try to do this Instagram thing, and it was working out. Like slowly, it was building up. I had this one video that had like a million views and like, oh crap, this is wild. And then all of a sudden found out about TikTok and he's been posting stuff there. My humor and comedy has been changing, evolving. Like I have different styles. I just don't know what to pick. At this point, I just don't know what to pick at this point that I should stick with. I just been like testing everything out right. instead of like sticking with one like natural thing. Um, but yeah, I just, I just wanted to do it and see how far I can go with it. And I set a goal up for myself one time to get a million files on TikTok and I did it. And I never set a goal past that, so he's been stagnant. So now I, I got to go back to drawing board and figure some things out. But um, I know the next thing for me is like my starting my own podcast, like talking about New York humor yeah. and stuff like that. Um, I've been trying to stay away from like rugby stuff. Just right. because, like, I noticed know, that. It's a small. It's a small. To me, it's a niche thing. Like I don't want a yeah. small niche. I want. The, I want. I want everybody. Right. Uh, I don't. I don't want just the rugby people. Um, and there's people who are just doing rugby people and doing well for. It's doing well for them. Uh, but I, I, I want it all. I want everybody like to, for the goals I have for myself in the future, I need more influence over people to help me do the things I need to do to, right. and my other goals. So I, I need that. And moving to New York was a big reason I moved to New York as well for that, for my social media stuff, just because there's more creators here that I can meet and bump into. Uh, didn't want to go to LA, even though I love the sun, but LA would have been a toxic Expensive. vibe. Yeah, there's no talks about people are fake. People are all about like, what can you do for me? Like, who right. are you? Like, how many followers you have? Is New York is like, you literally will bump head, bump shoulders with like a million by accident. Like, oh, what's up? What's up, man? Sorry. Oh, you want to drink? Want to talk? And all of a sudden, you find out he's like a loaded. Like, oh, like I met a few, a lot of wealthy people in New York that I did not expect to meet, and um, talking to them has made my mind expand more about what I want in the future and how I can get to these things I need. Yeah, no, no. I, I whenever you speak on that, like that remind my brother tells me the exact same thing. So he's in Newark in New Jersey. And uh, one of the things that he at least always said was how the mentality of that area, that New York, New Newark area. Hustle, it, hustle, hustle. It, it, it is. It's hustle. And it's it's unlike what would be, I think, what we have here in, in the South. And uh, as my brother would say, the concept would be if you have an idea, people need you to prove it here. Whereas in New York, New York area, that that spot, if you have an idea, people want to jump on it, like be able to say, hey, what can I do to help you rise through this moment? Yep. Uh, so I can 
even if it's a little bit to jump on the clout, but it's like, yo, I want to be able to help. What do I need? To, what can I do to help you? Because helping you will help me kind of situation. is. The thing is, that's, that's, that's what it is now. Like, I've been watching this other thing with, like, I think I am an athlete with, like, mm-hmm. you know, Ocho Cinco. And I think they had Andre Johnson talking about, like, um, he had his friend talk, having a business in Atlanta. And he's like, oh, how can I get in on this? Like, and they're going in together, E50-50. Like, you have to find a group that wants to do with you. Right. And the mindset, you have to find the friend group that has the mindset you have as well. Um, in Boston, for me, there wasn't that much creators in Boston. So like I was just stuck like by myself or trying to get people to come in. And now in New York is like there's a lot of people want to do stuff like this. And a lot of people want to learn. So I'm not actually trying to make a team now. Nice. I was doing everything by myself. I realized you need all the successful people on the grant, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter all have a team. They have a guy who writes for them. They have a guy who does his business. They have a guy who sets a schedule. They have a guy who edits. I've been doing all that by myself and I felt burnt out. Now I'm like, okay. I will teach you how to do this. Help me do this. And, right. and I've been doing that slowly now. I haven't been posting as much as I used to because I can focus on my podcast, focus on building the team, trying to do and trying to like restart and do it the right way. And other opportunities have been coming to me as I've been taking my time. And um, I'm just excited to see what happens. If I just do it the right way, like, I'll be very happy. No, no. And I, I can feel that. Like, one of the, I, I, I can say for sure, like, even in doing this stuff, it, it completely changed the perception of how I looked at uh, media in general. Because uh, I know, and it, it, especially whenever you talk to people who, who don't do anything in media, everything is very, I, I, for lack of a better word, very conspiratorial, right? So everything is just like, yo, this is a malicious intent. This is decision just by a greater unit, and this is how it's brought down. As somebody who's been doing, who did it themselves, what has been the perception that you have taken as you've started, as you've developed more and more notoriety within your in, in, in this media field, uh, I'll say in the beginning, uh, a lot of people had doubts um, about it. Uh, there was only a few amount of people who like believed in me, like my roommates, like Christopher Frazier, Diego, Ian Luciano. They were very they they believed me, but they made sure I was doing my shit. They're like they're like, hey, you're gonna do this, like don't half ass it because like, I would do something just like give up on it the next day. Like they made sure I was on it. Um, nice. And there was times where I just wanted to prove it to him. So like having them like push me and say, I know you can do it meant a lot. And it, it showed um, the haters, like, you know, had the random people who were just like DM me like, this is trash, it's dumb. Right. And I just take this as like, they're just, they're just, when I see people hating on a, hated, taking the time to hate on a comment, I think how sad must you be to say, I'm not doing wrong. You're not doing anything about your situation to change yourself. Right. And you just live in the same place. At least I'm trying to do something. But also thank you because that right there is what push me to work harder and make you feel stupid. So right, um, is is that like it's been changing? Like you know, my friend group has been pretty much the same. Um, I'm glad like I haven't met any fake people yet, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, but that's 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 what I'm talking about. Like you not only being able to see it rise, but now the act and and being able to to have your people. Which you kind of, I guess it goes back to like how people look at a celebrity when they're talking about like that, those day ones. Yeah, Drake nobody, day treat one. nobody treats me different. Like the, Rummy, yeah. the people in the Rummy community don't treat me different. And I'm so happy and blessed about that. Cause I, I don't know how I would, cause like I have a friend who like say, uh, oh, oh, this, I can look at this TikTok. Like if I'm meeting you people, look at this TikTok. I'm like, yo, don't tell don't me. Use me exactly. bro. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want, don't, but like, especially like we're talking to girls, I don't want girls knowing I have TikTok. Right. Like, that's period. 
I'd rather just know that I'm a regular person and see how things goes. Right. You're gonna say, oh, here's a TikTok that just changed their perception of me. And like, I don't know what's real and what's not. So like, that's what I don't like. And also like, I only met there's a few times I met like random people in the street. Like, oh man, I watched this. Like, like, oh shit, <laughs> thank you. Yo, it's like, weird, yeah. right? Yeah, it what? was weird. I was in the, I was going through my friend's place in a high rise like building, and yeah. one of the security guards like, like I thought I was getting in trouble because I just walked past like, yo, 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 wait, wait, come back here. Like, damn, gotta sign in. I was like, I watch your TikToks, my guy. Like, I love that anime shit. It's a big dude. Just like, oh, man, thank you, bro. <laughs> I added it. Like, we still like when I go there, we still like talk, talk and stuff. Like, nice. it's disrespectful, so it's pretty cool. And I think that's one. That's one thing that I, I think has always been really funny is whenever you start to see the humanity of 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 the personality. Because I think even in this, so I always say this. I remember whenever I got a chance to meet Brian Habana in the elevator at the Rugby World Cup, right? I remember looking at it, and in my mind, if you had told me. 10 years ago, whenever I first started playing, all right, Brian Habana, you see this guy play. It's like, yo, you're on TV, you're doing your thing. And you've been like, yo, man, I this is in awe. Like, yo, this is, I can feel the energy. I met him in the elevator. I'm just like, no, oh, he's a nice guy. Like, smaller than I thought he was. But he's like, you're just a guy. But it, it, it made it feel good. Like, it, yeah. it, it, it feels good because it's, it's, it lets it be human. It's like, yo, what's up, man? You my guy. What's good with you? You good? You good? Hey, let's go. I had I had a similar moment like that. So when I was a high school American, we played went to Vegas. So that was during like the leg of the uh, HSBC. I saw Tesla Africa, Collins and Jira when I was 17, 17 years old. And I'm like, oh my God, like you guys are amazing. Sign my cleats. Bloom bloom bloom. Bermuda Sevens comes around. Calls and Jira since after the same team, like damn niggas, like y'all niggas old. I'm about to tap for you. <laughs> and like I told, I told, I told Special Call, like, hey, I watch you guys. You guys sound like he's like, ah, damn. Now you make me feel old. Like they told me that. Like, <laughs> so, 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 like the first time I met them, I was like in awe. The same time I was like, I'm still in awe, but since I'm like, oh, we're on, we're on the evil, even level. You played right. Field. Yeah, I know you're a legend. I want to make sure I do my best to not be embarrassed by you. And I'm gonna do my best to embarrass you. But at the same time, like I still respect it. It's like for me, like it was the best. Like I would never have thought I would make it at that level to play against the two people I watched when I was a kid. Nice. Now I'm a 27 year old man. 20, I was 26 at the time. 26. I'm like, oh my god, I'm actually playing against South Africa, <laughs> Dan Norton, uh, the top. I'm playing. What? It's like, are we? Are we? Is, is, have I? Am I? Have I done this? And I'm and I'm tack. I'm not getting embarrassed. I'm tackling them. I'm trying to yeah. fuck them off. I'm like even like. Wow, like they show like it made me feel better as an athlete. At the same time, like right. how much have I grown to be here to think there's no way to be like, damn, there's a way, you know what I mean? Like it was who talk about humbling experience, like uh, wild. Right. Dude, and that's that's it's it's that feeling there where it's just like that's why I talked about at the beginning, where it was like it's been so interesting to watch the growth because of the fact that you 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 start to it, it just it starts to make sense in 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 equitable ways. If does that make sense? Like yeah. it starts to f- become part of you're, you're part of that rotation as opposed to you're uh, um, you're watching the rotation. Yeah, yeah it's, it was tough. I mean, I mean, there's times where you have to be humble. Like you know, you have to get better. Like, the skills I still have to work on. That of I've been working on. Like the thing this last when I moved to New York. I've been working a lot on my, you know, my holding ball in two hands and catch pass and offloading. That's why I want to change my game too. Like I'm going to go between the hold and offload the ball and still have the two hands on the ball. Like that, I've been focusing on that. As well. Why did I do that a couple of years ago? 
Um, I talked to the old blue coach. He says, if I want to play 13, this is what he needs for me. And mm-hmm. I've been doing that the whole time. Like, I would go to play touch, trying to do that the whole time. And, like, that's just a coach telling me what he wants for me to be in this position. And I and the whole year, I took it to – I tried it, and I did it. Did a little bit of that in Bermuda. Defensively, I was still stout defensively in Bermuda. I didn't really miss the tackles. So I showed I could play defense, hit the big boys, like, you know. And, and like, he, they saw that. And, luckily, the Rooney coaches, you know, saw that too and helps me out a lot. So, Man. and it helps, it helps to know, it helps to know some of the coaches, like they see me play in the, in these situations, all-star situation, like, all right, I know he can play. I've right. seen him play here. Like, you know what? It's about your time. And I wasn't going to play it. I wasn't going to play this season. I was like planning on retire until I saw, not retire, but not playing until I saw no offense to the wingers who are playing MLR. I saw something like that. Like, I'm like, <laughs> no, they're good. No, 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 no. I'm they're good. I was but, like, damn, I know that I'm of the level to play. That's it, exactly. Like, These are my boys I play against. So we break bread together. So they're like, I was right. like, hey, Steve, man, all right, I'm uh, I'm going to do it. Because <laughs> I told Greg, I, I messaged Greg that I wasn't going to play. Like, I'm not going to try to play. And all of a sudden, yeah. like, MLR's coming. I'm like, okay, well, I'm still fit. I've been working out. All right, I can. Let's, let's go. Let's do it. All right. And luckily, like, they had, yes, some space. No, and that's. Again, it goes back to having that team around you, having your friends around you, being able to know that you have that connection. And if you hadn't been able to, if you hadn't played with those guys before, you're not going to have that same motivation to do it now. And yeah. that just changes up, changes up the trajectory. So, like, I, I, I do, I do need to ask because, you know, I, I wonder how much did the impact even of this last summer impact the way that your your thought process was on moving forward with your rugby career and with everything else because look you came hard during during after especially after george floyd's situation um and and some stuff i was i was like don't 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 give this man this much attention we know who we're talking about yeah (laughs) you know but in all that situation that we had over this pandemic all right how much did it impact the way that you started thinking as it went down the line to you coming back in and, or even just the way that you were looking at life at that point, because that's still that same time you came out yeah. Austin to New York and all that. Yeah. So at the time, um, my goal when I came to New York was to play for New York, um, 15s, destroy Mr. River. No offense to this one. I just had a lot of rage. I had to get out to that team, not like to the team, but it's like the, just the, the guy with the coach. He's like the same. Right. Mm, All the laughing you know? in the face. It's the laughing yeah. in the face. You got to disrespect. You got to yeah. yeah. yeah and, then, and then and then sevens, national championship sevens. Like we're winning. We're winning everything, bro. Like we have right. the team here. Like we're getting that ring. I'm getting the that medal, first place medal. And I'm holding it, and then uh, and that's it. Like we're winning it. That was our mindset. All of a sudden, canceled 15 seasons, canceled seven seasons. Does some this dude comes out say some random BS. Like nah, bro. I had some extra rage, and all of a sudden, like <laughs> all this stuff is coming out. I had time that day. You know what? Like, you know what? Let me just. <laughs> People, oh, don't give him a, don't give attention. No, it needs to be attention so people know yeah. who this who this man is, who it is, what he represents, and then he's in a he's in the rugby culture right now. He hates your the LGBTQ people in the rugby community, right. the black people. In the, he doesn't respect us. He's just using us to promote himself. That doesn't make sense. It's not fair to us that a man who doesn't respect us in the eyes of the law is trying the, to be able to continue. God, yes, yeah, so he's trying to build on us. Like, no, nah, that's that's not gonna happen. And I'm gonna right. talk about it the whole time. And to everybody, the people were defending him at the first until he saw the real man he is. And nobody would have saw that unless I was, like, going at him the way I went at him. Right. I well, or want... you just looked at his TikTok or on his – literally on his Facebook, which was – Yeah, yeah. But there was a thing, like, I don't think – I think – I don't know if you know this, but, like, he's – me, 
Gav, me, like all about the big black, the big uh, big black players in the rugby community. Uh, yeah, Connor Wallace, Sims, Gavin, uh, Derek Limscombe, yep. uh, 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 Corey Jones. He called them all and asked, "Say, what can I do to change and do better?" Blah blah blah. And they all told him. And all of a sudden, we find out on the he was like on a pro white rugby group saying, "Oh, I knew they were going to come to attack me. You guys were right." I'm like, and I'm like, so no. this apology was for BS. You knew, like, you knew we were going to do this. Like, you knew what you were going to get into. So right. from then on, I knew just knew like what type of man he is. Like he's not about it. And then to see people believe in his message, like that was weird. It, it was a little bit weird because I know, I know, and, and and I shouldn't be. You know, I don't have to say anything. You know, it doesn't matter. This is my own goddamn podcast, so I can do whatever I want. But you know, even I remember even with that because even for me, I had a lot of I. It, it was conflicting because I'd seen like I didn't see. It, I in fact I knew exactly the month that it started because it was april it was literally april 15th i actually know it specifically because it was so bizarre because at the before then i didn't i didn't have any i had no i i would not have i would not have been expecting it to get to where it got to right because generally it seemed like generally nice a little weird a little off but i was like okay like you know that's people it's you're not any harm but then Whatever happened on that April, prior to April 15th, and then it just became this whiplash of, of just wild messaging, uh, and then it just kept escalating, and it was just like, I don't get why you're escalating, and then it just kept going. It was like, okay, maybe I just need to let me, – let me just laugh at this, but then it always – I don't know. It, it just it got weird for, for a little bit there. It did. It was uh... – I was I was getting petty at times for sure, um, <laughs> uh, but no, he did, I, it worked out for the, for the best. Like it, yeah. but so, so, God, so hashtag God's plan. By the way, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so okay, but to, outside of that, but how did that end up still impacting the rest of that worldview? Because now there was a much greater focus on uh, black and brown people in rugby, and I think that that adjusted things in some ways, or at least brought a spotlight. I, mean, I don't know if maybe it's an adjustment, but it brought yeah. a different spotlight into the rugby community that I, again, didn't expect to see happening. And I'm s- still always a little bit iffy on how substantial it is, but it, it seems to have made an affect in terms of creating a community in that. So for you, I'm sorry. So that that so the whole BLM movement um, and being in the, in the COVID, COVID was the was a double-edged sword. It was a necessary evil for us to be at home and research everything. So a lot of like um, pe- people of color got the time to express themselves, and a lot of like white people and allies got the time to just sit back and listen because they had time. They had time to go to because they couldn't go out to work. They were able to go out to march on the street and protest. And right. so, really, because of COVID, that's COVID, and that's like BLM, that's George Floyd. So a lot of our voices were being heard this time, with more of a magnitude. And we felt we felt more entitled to say our truth and express ourselves, express what we're feeling, and try to change things. I know, like um, biopic rugby, um, the people of color rugby page was derived from from um, Chuckers group because right. Chuckers group kept deleting our post about stuff. So you know what? We're out. We want to talk about our stuff here, and then we'll bring it out to the general. Uh, then USA Rugby made a a, a diversity committee. Yep. That was not really diverse at all. You know what I mean? I don't think it was, I saw like you know, it was like two girls, two women, like a lot of white people, like this is very diverse. 
Um, we had a field day with that, and um, there were some changes. Uh, we added some people um, in the, the places of power that could help. Um, and you know, and Jewish and rugby seems to have been listening um, uh, to us as our, the player group because we're there to play. I, and I have no ill will towards the sevens players who didn't say anything at the time because they have a job to do. Right. And I checked the board, like, and their focus is on this. I, they're they're playing for the country. Like, I have like they. I understand the situation. Like, it's it's hard. Like, I even like for enough like to get money from USA. Um, like, we will fight this battle. You guys come in a little bit later. Come back it, it later. Out, right. Yeah, it worked out well. Like every we, the USA rugby is in a better landscape, um, diverse wise as it is. Like. MLR is helping also showcase players in different positions. Um, I, I mean, also, I just believe in USA Rugby has been getting better and better. In the last couple of years that I've been playing, so I was like, you know, since I've been watch, playing men's from like 17 to 27, those 10 years, like, it's, it came a long way. Like, from one black person to like multiple black people also playing skill positions. Um, I, I, just, I, just I just hope there's a time where like, they stop pushing some black people to the wing. Like that's all. Like that's the last yeah. thing. You know, like if you want to practice ten levels, practice ten. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, it's it's getting better. And I'm, I'm being, um, the Black Lives Matter movement, um, the COVID all helped it become better for us. And I'm excited to see where things go when everything's all over. Yeah, and I love it. You know, kind of winding down now. Um, you know, obviously you now you got big things going on. You just got added on to. Uh, to Rooney, MLR, congratulations. Thank big, you. big, big proud. You and the other guys that got in. I don't remember all the names, but I know I've been seeing a lot of them over the last last year, particularly. Um, so, you know, that's a big, huge move. Big ups to Steve Lewis for for adding you guys in and, and, and everybody. You know, now that you're you, you've, you've You've done. You're at this point because I know you were doing work trying. You were with the Free Jacks or trying to work with them at one point, trying to work with Old Glory at one point, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna move back home, but I just moved to New York. So like, I was like, damn, I can't. Like, cause uh, I know the the owners, um, and I know uh, Toshi Palamo, the assistant coach, and Brent Palamo, like we like like family. Mm-hmm. Um, talked about like when I went back for Thanksgiving to play touch with Toshi and Threaten, um We talked about possibly coming back to play, especially on the wing position, like would have been me and DeMonte and um, that Susano kid, uh, uh, Susano kid, um, it would have worked out. He's like, I still have my things to do in New York. It's in right. work out that way. Cause like, I just can't move me while I'm trying to start this empire. I want to start. Right. Need stability at some point in time. Yeah, like, yeah, let like, me get my I, feet I, down. Yeah, I literally just moved from Boston. <laughs> all of a sudden, like I found out Toshi's assistant, like, like, damn, Toshi's assistant coach. Like I might want to move, but, um, do, then I tried to not play MLR because I, I, I was really in New York. I talked to Greg about it. Like, Greg, hey, send an email, like a message like, hey, probably not going to do it. But all of a sudden, got the itch back and I have more time to play because like, I practice in the morning. Like, in the mornings, all I do is go to the gym. So yeah. I have time to let no tackle, pass, and catch. So, yeah, um, I'm, ex- I'm excited. Um, free Jacks thing, uh, I, don't even, I can't even explain that. Like, the mystic coach at the time was the coach for the uh, Jack, so that's I why, see. yeah. So like right. that was wasn't really going to work. Right, worked out well. Um, I had an opportunity with 2017. Had an opportunity with the uh, with the Warrior Utah Warriors. Yeah, uh, I was going to go there, but decided to stay in Boston. Um, but I'm here now. I'm going to make the best of my opportunity. 
Um, would love to see the pitch sooner rather than later. Uh, you know, game-winning tackle, poach, game-winning try, like, all that stuff. Everybody wants that. You just want to win. Uh, if I their impact on, if I can make impact on winning, that's what I want to do. I want to make Word. impact on winning. Yeah. Word, man, dude, I love it, man. Man, I I want to thank you so much. Uh, again, you know, doing this, being able to talk. I I've been wanting to get a, just a one-on-one talk, and we never have a chance for the. <laughs> <laughs> no, never have the chance for the, I was waiting. I, I was surprised that you lasted as long as you did without taking a bite. I was like, man, I, I was just going to sit there and be like, yo, you're not going to eat? You didn't let that <laughs> cool off like that? <laughs> yeah, it's not that It's not that warm. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's you know, I, I, I've loved always what you've been doing in, uh, uh, you know, as much as as much as it is a friend and family, dude. I'm also a fan, so it's 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 a different feeling on Dana, but I always love it because uh, I'm here for anybody who's creative and most. And I just want us to be able to keep bigging up. And so, um, big ups to that. And yo, dude, where where can people? I guess before I go, where can people find you? What what uh, is something that you can? Wait, wait, before I get to that, before I get to that, I was saying, what is one last parting words that you have? For people in terms of not finding their dreams, but being able to set up their future. The one thing I would say, um, if you're a Christian or you don't believe in God at all, the one thing I know is the universe or God does when you the law of attraction. When you say it, when you speak it, it comes. You just have to work for it. So if you have a goal for yourself, put it on the whiteboard, put multiple goals, meditate, dream on it, imagine yourself there. Um, think it till you make it because you eventually you'll make it. Well, everything will find its way towards you. So any dream you have, just like again, write a whiteboard, put your dreams there, put your goals there, and then all of a sudden your brain will try to find a way to get to that point. Nice. As long as you're putting in the work to get there. So any goal you dream you have, just put in the work, but also have a goal you can read and see every day. So and you can go to sleep every day thinking, imagine yourself at that point every day. Uh, imagine yourself past that point and like see your stuff that you got through because of that point. And once, because once you can do that, your mind has a funny way of like always finding the right place, or the right conversations, the right people to get you to that spot. So that's that's my biggest thing. It worked for me multiple, multiple, multiple times, and um, it's under it's under nobody talks about it a lot, but it's the most important thing that you can do. Whiteboard, dream it, because when you can dream, you can achieve it. Nice. Nice. And it's not even a cliche. It's like, yo, I actually, it's like, I really actually even see it. Like, my, I told you, I told you, like, I had a goals. I put a goal for one minute falls on TikTok. I, I had nothing past that. I got to it. All of a sudden, I was like, dang, what am I, what am I going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> I have no other, I have no other goals. So like, I, I, I had to go downstairs tonight and make more goals, obviously. But, and hey, just, do, just, just do that, man. That's Dude, I love so it. Easy. I love it. Where can people find you at? Uh, Instagram, TikTok. At Axilla TV, um, Facebook, Akamola Raymond, you said hey, it's my name, you'll find me. <laughs> Pretty much it, yeah. Uh, Snapchat, I don't need Snap, so don't, be, don't go on Snapchat. <laughs> it's like, ah, it's, it's, it's look, we got um, we got Instagram, we got Instagram snaps, uh, Instagram stories for that. Like, because, yeah, yo, when Instagram stories came out, I just stopped using Snapchat, bro, dude. I did the same thing too because like, I was like. These are longer. 15 seconds? Let's go. Shoot, I just didn't want to build a new audience. I was just like, I don't feel like trying to attract people over to Snapchat. Like, if I already got built it, like, let me just use this one instead. (laughs) Oh, brother, man. Thank you so much, bro. Oh, thank you for uh, inviting me on. Like, I love it.
Aki, man. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on this. Uh, really appreciated it. Guys, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys loved the conversation. hope you guys were able to get some jewels out of it because there were some gems that were dropped in there. Um, and please, guys, do not, do not hesitate to go check out some of our other episodes. We have had great guests last week. We had the great Kirill Guthrie, uh, an engineer, but... Mostly now known for the James G. Robertson and Clive Sullivan Foundation, trying to working to help develop HBCU rugby. You guys have seen her stuff now everywhere, probably on Facebook and whatnot. We had Marquise Goodwin, uh, the vice president of the Southern California uh, Referee Society. We had Erica Mori, former uh, Italian Federation national team rugby. Uh, National team rugby player as well as a board member. We had Robert Perry, head coach and director for Curaçao Rugby. We had Nicolette Pantor, captain for Trinidad and Tobago Rugby. We had Just Nielsen, head coach for York University Rugby as well as a former Canada national team uh, player. Keyshan Downs, a vice president for the Jamaica Rugby Union. We've had... Uh, some great, great, amazing people. Sarah Alice Saul, Ryan Ginty of Next Level Rugby. We've had Tozan Tuchitanwe. We got Warren Mullis and Preston Thompson of uh, Red, White, and Black all over. We got Tiffany Faye, Tiara Mack, Anon Woosery, Koma Gandhi Fishpin of the board, USA Rugby Board, Georgie Coda of Dropkickers, or uh, previously of uh, uh, Rugby and Beauty. Matt Upton of Jesuit uh, Dallas Rugby, Freddie Henry Ajuda of uh, Freddie Henry Ajuda uh, of Nigeria Rugby and uh, 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 Life University. I mean, we getting through it. Derek Lipskin, Pat Evans, Kelly's some great interviews. Naya Tapper, Chetta Ember, like Rashad Lipford. We going down through it, and and it is just amazing people with amazing stories telling how they are able to take advantage, and you guys definitely. Definitely enjoy and go back and listen to them. And if you haven't had a chance, and if you have, you know, show it to your friends. Tell them, hey, you got to hear this. You got to hear how they got this done. This is how it how it be sometimes. So, uh, thank you guys so much for just taking the time to listen, subscribe, pay attention. It means the absolute most because it is a pleasure to be able to share these conversations with you and everything like that. So, I hope you guys know. I hope that you guys are happy. I hope that you guys are healthy. And most importantly, and I mean that most importantly, that is the I in my VIP, importantly, I hope you know that you're highly favored. Till next time. Cheers.